Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, each week we want to have a guest that helps you to live better, to have some insights, to be able to interact with the environment, maybe improve your communications. But today we have an expert that really applies to every single person that's listening. And that is around our health. And you know the stats, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Women, whoever is listening, children, uh, small people, old people, young people, bigger people, is that health and wellness is an issue in our country for sure. So joining me today from her home in Las Vegas is Lisa Priscelli. Lisa, thanks for joining us today. I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. And Lisa, you're an expert in this health and wellness space. You and your husband operate a company, and we'll get into all the details here in a moment. But just uh, what I like to do, Lisa, is to have the audience get to know our guests a bit bit as far as their journey. So how did Lisa come to be here? So tell us a little bit, where did you grow up? And what is part of your journey to get into this space of health and wellness and nutrition and fitness? Well, yeah, that's a a winding road. Um, As you know, with many people, things don't always work out exactly the way we plan them. And um, I actually moved and lived all over the world growing up, and so did my husband, interestingly enough. And um, I... By the time I got into college, I, I believed that I was going to be working with professional sports teams. So I was always interested in fitness and working out. Um, and so I, I majored in exercise physiology. And mm-hmm. my whole goal was I'm going to work with professional sports teams. Well, that did not work out. And uh, back growing up in Oregon at the time, I went to college up in Oregon. And it was in a recession. And I got out of college, and I ended up working three jobs just to be able to support myself. And very, very interesting how, you know, like things do or don't pan out. But through one of those quote-unquote jobs, I actually ended up going into the corporate world and um, was working in law for 20 years. I actually started law. managing So fitness law, law pretty well the same thing, right? <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, it's really a crazy story. <laughs> Um, I managed law firms. I, I actually worked my way through the ranks. I was sort of as a legal secretary and then a paralegal, then a law firm administrator and a marketing director. Um, because if I go back, my, my, while I uh, majored in exercise physiology, my minor was in business administration and management. So I get out of college. I end up working in law field for 20 years. But all along the way, I kept like one foot into fitness. Again, I was always an instructor for everything from um, swimming and skiing to martial arts. I was a competitive martial arts fighter. Um, I used to teach aerobics and indoor cycling. Martial arts. Which which, uh, one were you working with? Judo, Uh, karate? Taekwondo. For me? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. You bet. I used to. I used to compete all over the Pacific Northwest, and they were trying to groom me for the pre-Olympics way back uh, many, many years ago. Um, however, 
I then changed the path and ended up going to California. So um, after, you know, while I was, again, always involved in the fitness world in some capacity, that wasn't my career at the time. I just was involved with it in teaching and instructor. And through that is where I met my husband. And um, he was the head dietitian at the Sports Club LA, Sports Club Irvine, where I was a member. And uh, we just hit it off. It's kind of a long story. I hired him. And he wouldn't ask me out on a date, so I had to fire him. <laughs> um, and here we are 15 years later. So um, I started working with him sort of on the back end, you know, handling his administrative and marketing stuff. He left the Sports Club LA. He developed his own program, and he had a partner, and I was kind of running things behind the scenes for him with my administrative background. And uh, things evolved. As it evolved, he ended up going off. We actually ended up parting ways and going with, you know, he and I together with our own company, uh, which we established 15 years ago called Exercise and Nutrition Works, Inc. And um, that was really where we developed all of the programs and the things that we do now. So that's the short version. (laughs) Short version. So what, um, when you were working with the legal, what was sort of the final straw to get out of that? Oh, after wow. being it, in it for 20 years? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. That's a great question. Um, you know, I always, at, while I was in it, that was my career. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. I was, I had excelled in, throughout um, my career there. I was very involved with the American Bar Association and the Legal Administrators Association. And I really did believe that's where I was going to be. However, um, it's a very, very stressful environment. And as my husband's business started to grow and progress, he was, you know, he challenged me. That's one of my kind of key points. Um, if, if I did one of your assessments, it would be that I really respond to challenges. And um, he sort of challenged me to step away from that and really invited me to come in and let's work together. And I just thought, you know, I always had this sort of entrepreneurial side to me. I, um, I just never really had the opportunity to fully immerse in it until then. And I thought, then let's do this. And I stepped away, and now I'm completely unhirable. <laughs> so. so obviously this is working out, and that's, uh, that arrangement is, doesn't always work for all uh, partners or couples, does it? It doesn't. I know, you know, I've, um, we've actually uh, coached and worked with quite a few couples. Um, it's, you know, for some people, it's not for others. We work very, very well together because, um, you know, it's really interesting. I'm so, you know, fascinated with what you do because we're both in the personal development field. And we did a lot of work in the beginning on assessing. My husband's a master practitioner of NLP. Um, I, I have a certification in neurolinguistic programming as well. And we really learned how to assess our strengths and know each other's, you know, um, strengths and weaknesses. And we really complement mm-hmm. each other very well. Um, and we each have two totally separate roles within our company so that we each fulfill what, you know, what's, what's really required so it works for us we have fun awesome awesome and you know that is cool when people are able to do it and just be able to uh, share that synergy that energy together and you know as a a sort of a personal partnership that's like bonus time so especially if you can work it well together so that being said uh, because we love and are in the health space as well and just the importance and unfortunately how uh, sick and ill, as I started the show with, we are in, especially in North America for sure, or the developed world, 
talk to us a little bit about what is it that you folks are teaching. So maybe let's, if I was to have, you know, 12 dietitians or nutritionists in the room, I'd probably have 13 or 15 or 20 different opinions. So I'm just very curious as far as what is it that you really are teaching with all the trends and everything that's going on there, what you and your husband are really teaching others in terms of the dietary side. And then we'll get to the lifestyle and fitness side here in a bit as well. So let's just separate it for our listeners. So what are, what are, what are you seeing out there? What's wrong with what how people are eating and sort of taking care of themselves in that space uh, right now? that you see. Okay, well that that's that could be a whole day conversation right there. However, I, I want to answer your first question, which was actually really um, really key here. You said if you had twelve or thirteen you know, dietitians or nutritionists in the room, they would all have their own philosophy and mm-hmm. or their own process and their own way to go through that. And it's you're you're so spot on about that. And one of the things that we know from experience is exactly that piece that people um, have feel about nutrition, like if they're in the field and their their thoughts on nutrition, it's like religion. You know, their way is the way, right? It's like religion. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not in this um, environment to to counter that at all. In fact, what we have done is we've actually developed a system. We train the trainers. So we don't traditionally, I, I'll share with you later on how I work with end users, but um, we actually train and teach the, the nutritionists, the dietitians, the uh, personal trainers, the health, co- health coaches, the gyms, the yoga studio owners, all of those nutrition stores. Those are who we work with. Um, and what we do is we've developed a system that allows them to implement their nutrition philosophy, but be able to track it and be sure that it is actually working for their clients. So my husband, as I mentioned, is a registered dietitian. He's been doing this for 25 years. And he created a custom um, meal plan meal plan program that is based on the individual and so um, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all we don't believe in the you know 60 40 40 or the keto diet or the you know or the um, paleo diet or whatever it's not that we don't believe in those we don't believe that there's only one way for any any particular person we believe in testing in making sure that what you're doing is actually working. And the only way that you know is if you track it. And so we teach them how to do exactly that because if it's not working for them, you could be, you mm. know, it's like cramming a, a round peg into a square hole, right? Their body is not going to respond if you don't know how to track it and what to look for. Is there any way in your system to, I mean, obviously I can do this trial and error and confirmation process, which is, straight up uh, simple to understand but is there a way for me to kind of know in advance so i don't have to not say waste but spend this time doing the trial and error side well you're gonna we're gonna know very very quickly in so what we what we do is we start off we actually have a process we take so let's just say you are a nutritionist or a personal trainer, you own a gym or something like that, and you want to have this nutrition piece in there. We start out, we do have a a certification. It's called the Certified Fitness Nutrition Specialist. And in the certification, we actually teach you our philosophy using our software because our philosophy that we have is based on science. So that as you're working with the client, as you track everything, it's going to tell you exactly what you need. So it's not trial and error. It's actually showing you immediately if what they are doing is working or not as long as they're following the system, 
right? As long as they're following exactly mm-hmm. what's laid out for them. And so on a weekly basis, as they come in and we, they, we, they, uh, we measure and weigh and measure and put in all their, their uh, stats, it actually tells us immediately, it even tells us if they're following the plan or if they're not following the plan. So we only tweak and modify the plan based upon their results, not because we're sticking them on a calorie-restricted diet or a you know, specific paleo or specific. Now, I'm not saying any of those, those diet programs aren't good. They are for mm-hmm. the right people at the right time. We know from 25 years of doing this, we, you know, we've known about ketogenic diets for a year. You know, they've been around for a long time. I'm a, pa- a past figure competitor. I would do natural uh, keto- ketogenesis uh, or ketosis rather um, mm-hmm. prior to competition. And now this is like the hot new thing. Well, some people respond to it and some people don't. And so we have a process where, you know, where do they fall within the bell curve? Because we know that 60, about 60 to 64 uh, percent of the population will respond to a particular diet plan, right? Because it's better than what they were doing. But there's the outliers. There's that other 40-some-odd percent that will not respond to a particular thing. And so you have to know whether it's working or not. And so, again, we kind of cut that time down very, very quickly because we can tell immediately, again, as long as they're following the plan. So our role is we will teach what we know works based on science but again, if somebody believe, doesn't want to follow our system, that's perfectly okay. They can use their philosophy. And then what, all we do is we teach them, if you're using your philosophy, here's how you plug it in, but here's how you test it. Please be sure that it's working for your client. It might work for 60% of your clients, but the other 40% may need something else. That's how we kind of manage that. Fair enough. Now, to help my listeners, and many of them or most of them would be, quote unquote, your end users, what are some, okay, I would say some foundationals or things that really, um, I won't call them non-negotiables, but really if, the, if there's this is a big chunk of what I need to be doing to be healthy today, what are some of those recommendations that you two would give to me? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, a few things that we recommend. Um, First of all, we always suggest and require that our clients work with whenever they have a protein, they have a fat and a carbohydrate with it. So it's combining because what happens in the body, the the, um, scientific side of it is that um, if you just eat a straight carbohydrate, your blood sugar quickly rises and then boom, you're going to have a drop right after. And what happens when you add a protein with it is it, it, uh, it extends that, that line, that, that kind of the curve, and keeps you full longer and satiated longer. And a little bit of fat along with that, you know, healthy fats with that, sort of extend that. So if you just ate a straight carbohydrate by itself, basically your blood sugar dro- uh, spikes up, it drops back down in about 20 to 40 minutes. If you add a protein with it, that extends it out to about an hour to an hour and a half. And if you do it with a protein, fat, and carbohydrate in the right combinations for you, then you're looking at about three and a half to four hours, right? Or three to four hours in that range. And that keeps you full, keeps you satiated, and you're putting the right combination of foods into your body. So we always suggest that when you always have a protein with a carbohydrate, that's really the minimum. So what does that mean? 
traditionally in our easy explanation is a protein is if it has a face. If it, so if it's fly swims or, you know, or walks, mm-hmm. it's a protein. So a cow, a bird or whatever. Now that's a, obviously that's a, um, you know, meat based protein for people who don't eat that way. Um, again, there are higher pro, you know, proteins and I'm not going to go into all the detail. So we, we basically say, you know, include a protein with a carbohydrate every time you eat. We say, um, you want to fuel your body every three and a half to four hours. So every three and a half to four hours. So the biggest challenge that we see, and this is mostly with women, is they tend to not eat or starve themselves, which is really the worst thing that they can do. Because the longer you go without eating, the, the slower your metabolism will be because your, your body thinks that it's not going to be fed so it slows down to conserve energy instead of burning mm-hmm. energy. When you're fueling it just like a fire, if you keep putting that log on the fire, that fire is going to keep burning. Well, it's the same thing with your body. So it's very important how you uh, fuel it. Um, and then we also do not believe in calories in, calories out because if you have you know, 300 calories or 600 calories from Cheetos, Ho-Hos, and, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, Some donuts. Burgers and donuts, right? That's a complete, your body will respond completely differently than 1,200 calories or 600 calories from a lean chicken breast, you know, broccoli and brown rice. It's going to respond completely differently. So we don't believe calories in, calories out. Um, so that's the main thing is understanding how to start eating, you know, clean. And, you know, we can have a discussion. I mean, I just, in fact, this is news that came out yesterday that they just changed the medical guidelines on the blood pressure, what is considered high blood pressure now. They actually lowered it because North America, um, primarily the U.S., but North America is the unhealthiest country in the world right now. Um, and they literally had to change their medical guidelines, and this is just really. So, what did they uh, change the blood pressure to? Do you do you recall? Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, and I. Well, you mentioned it, so uh, there you I go. Know. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped it down. I think it it used to be if you had high blood pressure, it was considered. I think it was 180 over. I think it's one. Don't don't quote me, you guys, but 180 over 70, and they've lowered it to one. 60 over, um, they've lowered it. Anyway, I, I don't know the exact number because mm-hmm. I literally just heard this yesterday morning. Um, but yeah, you guys can go research that. It just came out yesterday. And we're really concerned about that. We're very, very concerned about that. But what's even worse is that here we are in this country and, you know, they're supersizing everything. There's chemicals and everything. I'm not going to go on my big high horse here, but um, I will also sure, you can. one more tip. One more tip to everybody. I would say if you change nothing out of your diet, and people are not going to like this, is to stop drinking sodas. Number one, by far, um, one of the worst products that you can put into your body, and I don't care if it's a full soda or a diet soda. They're both um, very, very, very taxing on the body, extremely um, acidic, and the basis for um, disease, absolutely. Well, we know what sugar uh, can do just to pollute our bodies. And as a hypoglycemic, Lisa, past, uh, you know, the numbers are before the 1900s. So the late 1800s, we were around two and a half kilos, five pounds of processed sugar in our diet per year. Now we're north of 150 pounds, uh, depending on what research you read, or, you know, 50, 60 kilos of processed sugar in all forms and you know fructose corn syrup 
oh. is the worst uh, yeah. with that having that, you know, a different molecule that cannot be broken down into the system except for the liver. So all of those then contributing to this. So I, I can't agree with you more. So you have a yeah. fan on that for sure. Now, yeah. Lisa, not to, I, I haven't checked on this, but I was going to throw a crazy thing out with you. There is some uh, chatter out there about how fasting comes in and plays ah. into it. Do you ever teach that? We actually, um, we actually work with intermittent fasting. So it's a little a structured, a little different than a straight fast. Um, we believe in intermittent fasting because of just the studies that have come out, um, some independent studies, and we actually work with a, I actually work very closely with a system where we incorporate the intermittent fasting, um, literally um, anywhere, one to two days a week at all, at the most. Um, but straight fasting is, that's not my area of expertise because it's not something mm -hmm. that we traditionally... Well, I was actually referring to intermittent fasting oh, oh, as okay. well because... Um, yeah, long-term fasting, something a little bit different. But uh, yeah. how, what does yours look like for those for the listeners just to say, well, if I was to try yeah. that, what does that look like? Yeah, so the program that we work with, which is you know, we've studied a lot of what's out there. Um, and so I, we, we've actually partnered with a company that has, um, has also been around for 15 years. And again, their um, independent studies have been incredibly responsive and, and positive. And I'm actually a product of it myself. So um, I've had incredible results with it. And so it's basically a um, high-density nutrition uh, juice uh, and again, I'm not a juice fanatic, so it's not like a traditional mm -hmm. juice, like a juice, like an orange juice or anything like that. This is a, a beet juice, like high-density high nutrition t uh, juice that is done for, again, I work with the clients for them to, you know, to figure out what works best for them. So either a one-day um, juice uh, cleanse, it's actually a cleanse, or a two-day mm -hmm. juice cleanse. So again, it's, it's going to we're very flexible. We work really personalized with them uh, based upon their schedule, their, you know, are they new to it? Are they scared of it? But it's a liquid cleanse so that it is um, very easy to incorporate if, you know, you're going to work or do whatever. So it's a liquid cleanse um, that is very high density nutrients. So um, I don't believe in a, like a water fast or that type of thing. I think you must have the nutrition in your body. You must have something for it to be um, cleansing and detoxing and releasing the chemicals and the, the visceral fat. And so um, with our program, we have tested that. We track everything and we see um, traditionally on our program, we see a, the, if you do a two-day cleanse on the first day, you're going to see 80% um, water weight, which is normal, 80% water release, and 20% visceral fat. And then on the second day, it actually flips to about 80% visceral fat loss and 20% water weight. So it's been very, very effective. It's very cleansing. And it's, you know, we're really, we've been very, very happy with that program. Well, we do um, raw natural veggie juicing here at home so we grow our own garden for part of the year and and that's sort of part of our daily routine that we have uh -huh. is, is making sure you get that uh vegetable uh intake i know it doesn't have the fiber but it has the concentrated nutrients in it right. so with that anything else around that nutritional side before we go to the lifestyle and fitness side for us 
Um, I mean, again, that's, there's, there's so many different ideas and philosophies, et cetera. Um, again, the main thing I say, because we're not here to, you know, argue on different philosophies. We believe that, you know, you know again, getting people off of sort of um, processed foods and the fast foods and all those things, that alone can change someone's life. So again, learning different nutrition philosophies is fantastic. Um, and just be sure that you test it and make sure that it's the right one for you and that your body is responding. That's all. Okay. Well, that's, that's a unique way to approach it versus many of the others that are out there. And, and I think one of the things that you're saying to us, Lisa, which is very important, just if it's working, there's a lot of times where people have been very dedicated to certain programs, got no results, and did become very, very demoralized because of it. So uh, that's a, a great insight where let's test this, let's see how this works. So with that, you have this other side where, okay, now we have sort of these lifestyle things that we need to be thinking about as far as fitness and sleep, et cetera. Just explain to us some of uh, your protocols, some of the things that you teach others so that the listeners here can consider it, embrace it, uh, maybe even do it, hopefully some of us will. Yeah. So since I, you know, the, the audience was pro is probably very wide ranging, um, I would start with the basics, which is to simply move your body. Simply move. Um, that's really the starting point. Again, I, you know, I don't know if, you know, the age range and who's listening, et cetera. Um, I will tell people that even if it means like I rec I love people that have a dog that they can get out and walk, you know, something where their the blood is flowing in their body, you know, going to the gym. That's really the starting point for everybody. And for those that are entrepreneurs, I'm going to say, and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who tend to get really sucked into their work, into their business, um, that they sort of, they, they put all of their energy in taking care of their business and they don't take care of the, themselves and their body. And when you can take, when you take care of your body and your health, it will serve you better to be able to serve your clients. Again, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work, you know, you have a job, um, the more that you can take care of your vessel, right? Your vessel and what mm -hmm. you put into it and how you you know, take care of it. And it's not about being perfect. My, my husband and I, you know, we're not, you know, we, we try and stick with either an 80, 20 rule or a 90, 10 rule most of the time, meaning 90% of the time we eat really clean. We know, you know, we, we prep our own stuff. We make sure what we're putting in our body and 10% of the time we enjoy ourselves. We're here to enjoy our life. This isn't about being restrictive, but it's about as you make better choices what happens is as your body gets cleaner, as it detoxes those things out, you actually find that you choose less of the things that are not good for you because they make you feel really crappy, if you excuse me. But I mean, mm -hmm. if you, you know, they just make you feel like, you know, bad. They, they weigh you down and all of a sudden you're sluggish. And, you know, when, you're, when you've experienced feeling exhilarated and having energy and being clear headed and, you know, you're like ready to go and, um, you know, when you experience that and then you experience the other, you've put something in you. Like I know if I've gone, you know, done a night out and I eat something, I very, 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 very rarely eat anything fried. But if there's anything particularly fried, like it really affects me. And, you know, so I'll immediately do a cleanse day the next day. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, 
understanding about moving your body. So as we talk about um, being active, finding um, something that, um, you know, that you enjoy. So I love to hike. I try and get outside and be outside and hike as much as possible. Um, you know, for me, the outdoors is refreshes me, but I can't always right. be outdoors. So what do I do? I then utilize my gym. Um, I also made sure that I joined a gym that I absolutely love, not one that I just dread going to. So they're little... Tools. Interesting, Lisa. Sorry not to interrupt you, yeah. but I think that's important for the listeners here is that you know, you're not moving. You're moving to move. But if you can integrate something that you enjoy in an environment that you will enjoy it, yeah. then that is critically important to ongoing motivation and inspiration. It absolutely is. I actually call my gym my happy place. Um, now, again, I, you know, I love, I've always loved to work out, but this, where I belong, I call my happy place. And I love it because it's really, I mean, the environment is amazing. I have, I can choose to do as many different things. And this is where it's really funny. My husband has been doing the same workout plan that he's been doing since 1987. That's always my joke, right? And he, that's what he does. He does the same, you know, he used to be a bodybuilder and, you know, he still does the same thing. Me? I'm like, give me something new today. Give me, I want to try this. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. And I mix it up. And my facility has so many different things for me to choose from so that I'm always like challenging myself. So I love that. Um, so I made it a point to be in a place. I pay extra to be in a place because, one, I know if I'm paying more, I'm going to go use it, right? And I love the environment. So they're all the pieces that I make sure that I'm always there and that I'm utilizing it, unless I'm outside hiking. Um, <laughs> so, um, again, I, I, at the bare minimum is to, to be active, find um, an activity that you enjoy, whether it's, you know, whether it's walking in the park, whether it's, you know, rowing out on the river or, you know, whatever that is, you know, find something that floats your boat because then you're going to be more, um, act, you know, more active. Uh, as likely to to do it and that's really the starting point and I think once you start that once you start moving and your body starts responding to that then you can gradually challenge it a little bit more and I just encourage people to challenge and find what it is that they enjoy doing but especially as you age as people age and we get older um, it's even more important um, because when you also do, by the way, some resistance work is also very important, especially for women as well, because our bone density begins to break down. And when you're doing, again, I could call it weight training or resistance work with bands or something like that, where you're actually doing resistance work, um, that helps strengthen your bones, which is very, very important, especially as we age. Well, that's so important that, you know, our, um, my father-in-law passed away in, in the first of the year and it's, we were in a residential care and you could just, the reality of quality of life because mobility was not there for 80 to 90% of the residents mm -hmm. is, uh, wow, how does it affect your, your lifestyle and your quality of life when you can't move? And it's interesting because a lot of times what happens, Lisa, that I've seen, you can share your experience, as people get older, uh, other other family members seem to protect them. Says, oh, "Mom and Dad, stop moving so quick. You know, you know, you know, go get your walker." Instead of actually having them move, so the less you move, the less you can move, and that's where you know that really just sit home with me 
you know, after this year, after that happened, yeah. is that movement is so critical. And the other one that you just mentioned for the listeners, there is some kind of, you know, it's not necessarily heavyweights, but just even that resistant rubber band to be able to make sure that you're building the muscle or at least keeping it toned in your system. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, um, you guys, if you listen up, the more lean body mass that you have on your body, meaning muscle, lean muscle, the higher your metabolism will be, meaning you'll burn more fat. So literally, honestly, having lean muscle on your body, and ladies, you're not going to get big and muscly. You, you, it's not physically possible unless you were like an extreme trainer and quite frankly, unless you did drugs. Women's bodies don't respond that way, but if, when you have more lean muscle on your body, it actually burns more fat. So it's the number one thing I can tell people. And honestly, I just turned 55 this summer, and I swear to God, I'm getting younger every year. So um, <laughs> I, I'm on, you know, I, I also dealt with the same thing uh, with my both of my parents, and it's, you know, it motivates me because I want quality of life, and um, that's that's why I stay focused on that as much as I can. And it's not every Absolutely. single day, you know. I do the best that I can. And I think that's uh, all of us are trying to do. Though, as we started this show, and you mentioned in the middle of it as well, we are uh, really the most unhealthiest, the five most unhealthiest countries in the world, by the way, are Mexico, U.S., Canada, U.K., and Australia. So we're all kind of connected in some form or another. And it's uh, no surprise based on sort of our food supply and then this inactivity that we have on top of it. So we just have a few minutes left in the show, Lisa. So I just really want to give you free reign to encourage the listeners, what else can you share with us as insight for us to really optimize our wellness in life? What would be some uh, just wisdom that, that we can take home and, and implement straight away? Oh, wow. Um, I encourage people to do things that keep your mind active. By the way, this is another really key piece, and I'm pretty sure it ties in pretty closely with the work that you do, which is cognitive function. Um, you know, challenging your, your brain, challenging your mind, and challenging your body. Like, really encourage people to do activities, sort of physical activities that cause you to think, like think about where you move or how you move spatially. Um, there's a very big mind-body connection. And um, again, you know, it, we are a full package, right? This all works together and having, you know, physical, um, I, call, I call it both physical mental health, um, just um, ties over into so many areas of your life. Right, that, that when you have that physical activity, when the blood is flowing, it keeps the brain clear, it keeps the brain moving, which also then allows you to serve better and communicate better and you know, interact with people better and all of these things tie together. But I really do truly believe that when you take care of your body, the body takes care of you. And I would sort of leave them with that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna interject one more question and I just it just came to me and I said, I don't wanna leave this is do you do any work and talk to your clients about how sleep uh, is influencing their whole wellness? Uh, yes, yeah, sleep is also a key component. Um, and actually, that's a whole other area that we know, um, especially in, in 
Western, you know, Westernized uh, countries, those people work more hours and long hours and have long, uh, higher demands upon them. And now with all of the, you know, computers and, you know, technical things that are going on, um, there's been a lot of um, interesting things coming out recently about how to turn off, you know, turn off the computer screens, turn off the TVs, turn off your phone. Uh, it's my husband and I do not keep our cell phones uh, by, near our beds. Actually, we plug in our cell phone every night downstairs in the kitchen. So they stay downstairs, so we don't have them with us. Um, we t we've been working on reducing, you know, not having the TV on in, in the bedroom, you know, really going to bed. Like we like to read a book, like, you know, do some personal development at night, read the book, bring, start to lower the you know, the, the, the uh, light wave levels down, um, bring the brain waves down, and then we've found that, we again, it brings you into a higher quality of sleep because, again, you guys, sleep is so important. That is when the body recovers and replenishes. Um, it's very interesting that some people um, can work very, very well with as little as four to five hours of sleep. Other people in, are usually in the six to seven hour range and other people in the eight to nine hour range. Um, I can go in the five to six hour range for a while and then I need to have a deep, you know, longer eight to nine hour sleep, like once every few weeks, you know, a couple weeks or a week or so. But everybody kind of has their different set point with it. Um, there's very few, but I find the super A personalities can go with four to five hours of sleep. Um, so it's really understanding your body and your uh, your rhythms, um, but it is a key component. It's actually a really important question, and it is a key component. Now, it doesn't, we don't lock it into, uh, it's not incorporated into our software per se, but it is part of our intake process so that we know, um, because also part of the nutrient, the nutrition system that we work with people on, we have a superfood nutrition program, um, does include a sleep component as well. So for people that have difficulty sleeping or having deep restful sleep, we have a, an amazing um, piece that goes with that. So uh, it's absolutely another key part of the whole picture. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Now, Lisa, if people want to find out more about what you're doing and to want to contact you, how might they do that? So the easiest way to contact me directly, well, I, I'll give you uh, two 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 things here. We have um, our website, which is really our business side. Um, and then I'll also give you my Facebook page. So for those of you listening, I spell my name a little different. So I'm easy to find on Facebook. So my first name is spelled L-I-S-Z-A, L-I-S-Z-A. Uh, it's Lisa L. Crisali, C-R-I. S-A-L-L-E. So you can just find me on Facebook. Um, I, you can private message me. I, I'm very responsive. Um, I'm very active on the messenger, etc. So I'm very happy to answer some questions. And then um, we have actually our, you know, we have a couple of business websites, but I will share with people if anyone's listening to this, that we do have actually an upcoming event happening at the end of this month and um, happening here in Las Vegas for anyone who's possibly interested in nutrition or adding or learning how to monetize nutrition or again we work with a lot of coaches so if coaches are interested in adding a nutrition piece we actually teach how to incorporate it as a business it's really a business a 
education conference in the health and fitness industry. And that's called monetizeyournutritionknowledge.com. Monetizeyournutritionknowledge.com. So that'd be, that's where you can go find all that. There's links in there to me, but the easiest way to me directly is my Facebook page. Well, Lisa, it's been a delight to have you on the show and to share your knowledge and your passion in doing this. And you're working together with your husband in this uh, team approach show. We appreciate that as well. We wish you all the best in what you're doing there. And uh, again, if anybody that's uh, listening now, please reach out to Lisa if she can help you in any way or her husband or their team. And Ken, the work that you guys do as well, I mean, I just, I, you know, it's so, it's so important and it's so um, amazing. I've been really studying your work and the assessments and the, all of these incredible tools. And so, um, again, these are pieces that we utilize as well. And, and again, the work and how this all ties in together. So I so appreciate you uh, reaching out and sharing and, and talking with you today. It's been a great honor. So I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And when we think about it, Lisa, as we wrap this up is, you know, stress is also part of this wellness thing. And, you know, one of the things we do is how do we get people where their work is not as stressful? And how do I get into the right place? Sort of where, okay, you went from the legal field into the nutritional field. And as you said, it was quite stressful, just the nature of the work. Maybe um, I'm sure you loved it. But in a lot of cases, most people don't like what they do. And that environment is just toxic for their bodies. And, and here we are, we have wellness experts. Nutrition is not going to do it on its own if you're completely stressed at work. So that's the, it is a whole package, as you said, Lisa, for sure. It really is. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being the show. And everybody, thank you for listening to the Secrets of Success podcast as we uh, mentioned at the end of every show. If you like what we're doing, if you're appreciating what we're doing, just love, uh, just uh, we would thank you in advance. If you could share it with others, pass it on, give us some likes, give us some possible uh, positive reviews in whatever format that you're listening to. If it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, it could be anywhere, somewhere around the world. But in the meantime, I just want to encourage you that you would take charge of your own wellness. You would take some of the advice that Lisa has shared with you, that you would nutritionally take responsibility, that you would get moving with your body, you would be active. And again, thank you for listening to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.